0: Welcome back to Teachable Moments with April Podcast. I am your host, April. Okay, so tonight we're going to talk about emotional intelligence and what it means for children. Now, I have two different um, uh, inspirations here. One, is that, of course, I spoke of wanting to do um, something additional on Friday evenings before I do um, the uh, guided imagery and guided relaxation for children. I wanted to talk about other topics pertaining to children and their overall growth um, and well-being, whether it be uh, more so their mental and spiritual health and emotional health that's where we come in with the emotional intelligence the second thing is something that has been gaining momentum sadly and something that happened recently in the news in which a six-year-old went to school and sadly he 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 shot his his teacher okay and they're still investigating All of the ins and outs and the particulars of that. Now, there are a lot of working parts here of why that happened. But one of them, I believe, I believe, (laughs) is emotional intelligence, your spiritual and your emotional well-being, mental health, so forth and so on. So like I said, I'm no psychologist. I'm no psychiatrist. I don't proclaim to know you know, everything, I don't know anyone that does, but I do think that there are some things that are out of our control and there's some things that are within our control. Then the things that are within our control, then we should take take the lead in it and lead forward in a positive and in a productive way. Okay, I, I hope that makes sense. So one of these things is things that we need to teach our children okay, the children, whether you're a parent, a grandparent, or you're someone that has children in your lives and around you, it's a group effort, okay, it's not just falling on one person or one party, we all need to take the lead in doing this, okay, Alright, so the source for tonight is from understood.com and it's Emotional Intelligence and What It Means for Kids by Peg Rosen. Now we're going to give you uh, uh, two scenarios, okay, in which emotional intelligence is going to be called into action. Consider this scenario, first scenario, Samuel is struggling with his math homework instead of yelling and giving up, he tells his mom how frustrated he is and asks for help teaching her child how to use their words, okay? Um in a good way. Okay. <laughs> let me let me put that in a positive way. Or the alternate scenario, Samuel's friend gets some upsetting news and cancels their plans to hang out. Samuel understand why his friend doesn't like socializing and doesn't feel like it at this time and makes other plans. Okay. Two scenarios. These responses may not seem like a big deal, but they are. (laughs) They are. Because something is really happening here in real time. Okay. In real time. But there are signs of an important set of skills that make up what is known as emotional intelligence. EI. Okay. We're familiar with this abbreviation as well as this term. This type of intelligence isn't measured by IQ tests, yet it's crucial to helping us work through challenges and respond to situations successfully. It also helps us make positive connections with the people around us. So this is for everyone, children, adults, okay, because we're seeing all day every day sadly this is so sad that people are not responding in the most positive and most productive way emotional intelligence can be especially helpful to kids with learning and thinking differences okay at the same time certain learning and thinking differences can make it more challenging and make it hard but not impossible Okay, I'm using my own words on this one. Okay. And it is our goal or our mission to take the lead in learning more about emotional intelligence and how you can help the children in your life build these key abilities. And this is my my two cents, us also being role models and doing the same in our workings with other people. What is emotional intelligence? EI is the ability to be smart about feelings, our own and other people's. It involves being able to notice, understand and act on emotions in an effective way. So we're we're looking at positive, we're looking at productive and we're looking at effective. The concept of EI has been around for decades. It was made popular by the 1995 book, Emotional Intelligence, Why It Can Matter More Than IQ. The author, psychologist Daniel Goleman, described EI as having five basic parts. The five basic parts are self-awareness, self-regulation, motivation, Empathy and social skills, and this is something that was touched on on Wednesday evening when I talked about emotional intelligence in the workplace. Okay, so now we're going to explore them, their definition or their meaning. The first one I just spoke of is self-awareness, when people know what they're feeling at a particular time and understand how their moods affect others. The second one is self-regulation. When people can control how they respond to their emotions, they consider possible consequences before acting on impulse. Number three is motivation. When people can accomplish goals in spite of negative or distracting feelings that they may be having. This is very, very, very challenging. Number four is empathy. When people can understand how others feel, and this is something that I realize a lot of people um, struggle with as well, they cannot sometimes see past themselves, selves, and I get it, okay? And number five is social skills. When people can manage relationships, they know what kind of behaviors get a positive response from others. Okay, so the second part of this is that we're going to look at why emotional intelligence is important for kids with learning and thinking differences. Think about the challenges Samuel might face every day. Tasks that are easy for his peers may be difficult for him. He may study hard but get poor grades anyway. He may feel embarrassed about his learning differences and afraid to ask for help. One of the key roles of emotional intelligence is shaping how we respond to challenges. If Samuel has learning and thinking differences, emotional intelligence can be like a GPS that can help him navigate his way around obstacles and toward success. It allows him to size up situations, put them in perspective, and come up with ways to work through them. The five factors that make up EI or emotional intelligence come together to help Samuel achieve the best outcome. Here's how that may play out when he's struggling with that math homework, which was in the first scenario given. He realized he's getting frustrated. The next one, he quickly understands and considers the outcome of yelling or throwing his book on the floor. The third uh, point to this, he comes up with a better way to respond, meaning explaining how he's feeling, okay? Number four, he wants to try again despite being frustrated because he understands what he'll gain in the long run. Next, he asks his mom for help. And then after that, she pushes a little too hard, but he understands it's because she really cares and wants to help him be successful. The seventh point, if he says he needs to go at a slower pace and would like to try doing it again, but by himself. And the eighth point here is the next day he waits until after class and tell his teacher he's having trouble understanding. Without emotional intelligence, the outcome would likely be a lot different. <laughs> oh, it's going to be different. Here's how this scenario might play out. Okay, here we go. He throws his pencil down in frustration the minute he gets stuck on a problem. Uh, it's possible he yells at his mom when she comes in to help him, thinking she's just there to nag him. Another possible scenario is he storms out of the room and never comes back to try again. He doesn't see any point in it number four scenario that can happen unfortunately in math class the next day he tells the kids sitting next to him that the assignment was just plain stupid or when the teacher asks the students to hand in their work he says he didn't do it he doesn't tell her after class that he's having trouble and he definitely doesn't ask for help So now we're going to look at why some kids struggle with emotional intelligence. Many kids with learning and thinking differences don't have any trouble with emotional intelligence. Some have particularly high emotional intelligence, in fact, but trouble with emotional intelligence can sometimes be an early sign that a child has a learning or thinking difference um, for those of you that may not know, uh, that means, uh, learning differences, learning, um, may mean, um, ADHD, ADD, and so forth and so on. Um, a lot of these scenarios that were given, I can relate to by working in special needs, special education, um, the lingo, the words, as I talked about, the terminology will change. But the meaning is always the same. Okay. Um, I I can relate. There's some that are very much in, tu- in touch with your emotional intelligence in certain areas. Okay. Everyone's different. Um, very sensitive. Okay. Um, okay. Kids with ADHD. Kids with ADHD might miss social cues, okay? Because they're not paying close enough attention to picking up on them. Kids with an auditory processing disorder might misinterpret what others are actually saying to them. And kids with nonverbal learning disabilities might not pick up on social cues at all, okay? Um, on the flip side, it's not uncommon for people with dyslexia to to show very high emotional intelligence. Some researchers think this may be due to their brain's natural ability to think in the big picture. Okay, so the next one is how can you, or how you can help your child? The good news about emotional intelligence, EI, is that it isn't set. Meaning, with help and practice, your child can develop it over time. So it may be challenging in certain instances, but it's not impossible. That's true even for kids who are weak in this particular area. This is not their high point. Due to learning differences and thinking differences, it just might take them a bit longer to get there. So it's not impossible. It just may take a little bit longer and you may have to go a different route and, and use different ways, but you can, it can be achieved. Many school districts offer social, okay, and emotional learning. SEL programs that teach kids to be aware of emotions and act on them effectively. Now, when I worked in certain areas of special education, a lot of times they want to do it differently, but they don't know how. So a lot of times when I would have classes, what I would do is I would find videos um, and so forth and so on to give them alternatives. Okay, if this happens to you, what would you do? And then we would see someone acting Inappropriately, which would always get them laughing and talking, and then they have their own stories, and then they'll say that was a bad choice; they should have never did that, you know, so forth and so on. And then we say, okay, now we're gonna look at how they could handle this, and then they say, yeah, thumbs up, that's great, or, or whatnot. And then we'd have an area of time after that where we talk about it. We even would do a uh, role playing okay, which they really enjoyed, (laughs) they really loved to enjoy, and I would often, or other of their peers would ham it up, really be overly dramatic, you know, that that gets people talking, and then later on, they'll say, you know, we were in our room the other day, we did this, we did that. this earlier, and -and so-and-so said this, and then they'd reenact it, and it would start a conversation um, that is very much needed. And then sometimes you just give them choices because they might not be able to access the choices. So, example: um, this happened. You could do this. You can do that. You can you you have to give them to them, and then they'll think about it. Sometimes it will take a while, and they'll still make the same choices. But then they'll say, "You know what? I'm sorry. I did this." And I remember when we talked that you could do that. So that's when you know they're making the connections and that all hope is not lost. Okay. Okay. So that's just my two cents. Okay. So he says here, there are things that you can do at home too. The first uh, choice is talk about challenges. Okay. Communication is key. Um, even if your child is nonverbal, this is me again, <laughs> it's nonverbal. Um, or someone is nonverbal. That does not negate that they don't know what's going on. You really don't know. And everyone has their own way of communication. Modes of communication. And you're going to know at some point when you've made contact. That there's been... There's... You're going to know. The, you're going to know. <laughs> okay, so ask kids how they feel when they're struggling with something. Put a name to the emotions, sad, angry, overwhelmed, etc. Then ask why they're feeling the emotion they just named. The second point here is work on strategies. This is what I'm talking about. Brainstorm ways kids might have done something differently. This is very key because in those moments, you know when yourself... If you're upset, you can't think clearly, but if you give them alternatives of things that are acceptable or will have a better outcome, give them something to go on, that can mean the world, okay, to get a different outcome. Controlling emotions in order to think of solutions is a big part of emotional intelligence. Um, Help others. Have kids join in taking care of people in need as a way to build empathy. This is also very, very important. Um, in, the, <laughs> can think of many instances of conversations. They say, "You gotta calm down. You gotta, you gotta get yourself together. You have to, They'll give, <laughs> they'll give their peers um, pep talks, or talk to them after and say you really you should have made a better choice that was a thumbs down but they do it in a way that is very uh caring you know because they know for themselves when they've made bad choices they could have done something differently this is not if you look in the bigger picture it's not just them versus people who have as they're saying here learning differences we all struggle with this we all struggle with this and the only way to be Successful is to help each other. That's just the bottom line with anything. You can join a volunteer effort or just bring them along when you take food to a sick neighbor. Okay. You want to uh, nurture and facilitate empathy. Not apathy. Empathy. Okay. Because what we're seeing in the world is people seem to be devoid devoid of empathy and it's a disconnect with their own humanity they're no longer acting with humanity people in general not just children everyone and you have to keep a close check on that we're seeing it. It's like all day, every day. It is so, it is something that is a sign of the times, but still, you must be aware. You must keep that in check. We're all going to fall short, but be aware. Make that effort. God is going to see you trying. Okay, and he will, if you ask for his help, he will help you to make these things manifest. Okay, so emotional intelligence is tied into many other key strengths. Learn how you can empower children by working on self-esteem and social skills. And discover concrete tips for helping children develop emotional intelligence. And you, there are things that you are going to learn or things you're going to be reminded of that are going to help enrich your life and your emotional intelligence. Now, the key takeaway, some kids with learning and thinking differences have trouble with emotional intelligence. Not all of them, okay? We've already explored that. The second key takeaway take is schools may offer social and emotional learning, which is also known as by the acronym of SEL programs to help build emotional intelligence in kids. And thirdly, talking about challenges and feelings help build emotional intelligence. So I hope that if you didn't know about this already, that you have learned many things. And I think in a future, I know I know in a future uh, episode I'm going to talk about emotional tel- intelligence in the family unit okay not just adults in the workplace we've already touched on that great we talked about kids in general in the school setting but I want to talk about the family unit how to nurture that and and facilitate that within your families.